Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Oh man, we have such a fun episode for you today with another amazing, amazing singer. Country music singer from Georgia, Thomas Fountain, joins the show. Thomas Fountain was born and raised in the mountains of North Georgia, and that way of life is reflected in all of his songs. The music that influenced him as a singer-songwriter is well-rooted in the past. However, he's also taken that vintage edge and blended it with a distinct modern sound to make what he refers to as a solid mountain country. Uh, his classy looks, smooth vocals, and genuine style are what gravitate people, pull them in, and make them fans for life, myself included. Thomas's fans treated like friends and family. He wants to make sure every one of them enjoy the ride. His first single, Float, from the debut self-titled EP, was played in rotation on various terrestrial and digital radio outlets across America. Thomas is fresh off the release of his second EP, this one titled Mountain Climber, and has been featured on NBC's Lifestyle Show, Atlanta Company, and Today in Nashville to support the EP. Singles like Break My Heart, Mountain Climber, and Window Pane show the versatility of Thomas as a songwriter. All three singles garnered massive amounts of media within the industry and saw play on large market stations. Being a Georgia native, Thomas is consistently selling our shows in the Atlanta area, and his fan base is quickly expanding around the southeast and beyond. Thomas has also shared the stage with acts like Chris Stapleton, Charlie Daniels, Travis Tritt, Trace Adkins, and so many more. He's putting his own mark on the country music world, doing things the only way he knows how, and that's with honesty. Thomas says, I want my songs and lyrics to make people feel something, not just now, but years from now. It seems to be working. As Thomas' fan base continues to grow rapidly, it's only a matter of time before everyone knows who Thomas Fountain is. I'm blown away because this is the second straight musical act that not only has been a great guest, but has been an artist in which I'm a big fan. I really love his voice, and his songwriting is very personal, and that's something that he talks about in today's conversation. He reflects back on how sometimes it's his own feelings, and other times it could be the emotions and thoughts of someone else, a different persona, if you will. On today's conversation, Thomas chats about those songwriting experiences and also who some of his musical influences were. And you'll be surprised at who it is. I was thrilled when I heard some of the initial acts that inspired him. I think it'll get a kick out of finding out who they are. Thomas also chats about what it was like opening for Charlie Daniels, an amazing experience and, and an unforgettable moment that, that greatly inspired him. And lastly, Thomas and I chat about the sporting world of Georgia. It's a great time to be a Georgia sports fan. With the Braves kicking off in the World Series and the Georgia Bulldogs being the number one football team. So we sprinkled a little, little little sports conversation in there, of course. Of course we had to, right? Now before we bring Thomas on, we're going to play a sample from one of his newest singles, Mountain Climber. Everyone climbs their own hills and Mountain Climber is a personal reminder that Thomas wrote for strength and perseverance. Followed by that, we'll have our conversation. And then at the end of the episode... We're going to play a snippet from Window Pain, which is one of the songs that Thomas talks about on today's conversation, and it's a track in which I think everyone can relate. Oh, man, just thrilled for you guys to meet him. So let's go ahead and bring on country music singer from Georgia, my man Thomas Fountain, and let's learn. Give it a home 
He loves, has left me alone But you can't hold what's meant to be gone I'm climbing hills cause there is no valley And every step I take, there's something in my way The storms keep raging, always surrounding As a musician, when was your earliest musical experience? Do you remember the first time you picked up the guitar? Um, my uh, musical experience, I guess, is a little different than most. I didn't grow up around uh, a musical family at all. Um, I was a sports family. Uh, before I jumped into music full time, I was actually a baseball and basketball coach, high school. Really? Um, yeah, and kind of dabbled in music um, at the same time and started writing songs, recording songs, um, and putting those songs out there and kind of doing, I guess, what you could say, the artist thing is Thomas Fountain, not knowing how it would go. And uh, it went a lot better than I thought it would. And then I've had trouble keeping up. Um, so it's like when my season would end, I would try to jump back in to music um, and then, you know, build my momentum back up. And then when it came back around to uh, – baseball basketball season i couldn't really play music during that time so it's like i would go back down from where i was yeah and uh, eventually i had to just make a choice you know if i wanted to to do music full-time or stay in the coaching game and i just thought well i can always go back to coaching but um you know i started really writing songs in college and maybe playing guitar um, probably after I graduated high school and, uh, had a buddy that played music a little bit and kind of got in that way and wrote some songs at the time, some, probably some really bad ones. Um, just kind of learn as I went. So yeah, that's my uh, backstory. Very cool. To take a hobby <laughs> and to take that leap and, and pursue it, that takes just an extreme amount of confidence, extreme amount of guts for you to just say, yeah. you know what, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give this thing a go. How'd you develop the confidence to say, Let, let's do this, for, especially as something that just started out as doing it during the off season? Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, man, it was, it was something I really enjoyed. I still say to this day that, um, you know, as much as I love music, um, there was nothing that I felt more confident in than coaching. Um, that's one thing that came the most natural to me, I guess, you know, just because I grew up around it. I grew up around sports, played sports. Um, and jumped right into coaching. So it's like I had all of this experience um, and I felt confident, you know, um, on the basketball court or the baseball field or whatever. And I guess because music was something I jumped into later in life, um, I didn't feel as confident about it jumping into it because I just didn't have the experience. I was still learning. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a, a huge leap of faith um, and when I, I remember when I made the decision to jump into it full time, at that time I had built up a following and a fan base. And 
I was playing music then, not just for myself anymore. I had people who actually believed me, believed in me. So I, it was like, I didn't want to let all these supporters down and just say, you know, well, I don't feel comfortable doing this. So um, it was kind of like a put up or shut up moment. And, uh, you know, if it, I don't think if I would have had these people behind me, maybe seeing something in myself that I didn't see, I probably wouldn't have kept pursuing it like I did. Interesting. Wow, this is fascinating. It, it sounds like confidence is something you gain from coaching as well that's going to help you as a musician. Is there anything else that has helped you that you learned from coaching that has helped you as a musician? Oh, man, it, there's, there's so much that I've <laughs> coaching will teach you so much about, I think, any any type of work or any life lesson. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, when I was coaching, I, I've always been really, really competitive, like, I, I just remember being a kid, you know, and everybody telling me, um, you know, you're too competitive. You need to chill out. And I look back at those times now and I think about people telling me that. And I hope that, you know, I run along the same type of kid that just refuses to lose at every single thing that he does. Um, and I think that's why, you know, I lacked a little bit of confidence when I jumped into music because I wanted to be the best, but I knew I wasn't at the mm -hmm. time. So that, I did carry that that sports mindset over into music, um, and it really helped drive me to where you know I am today, which is still driving me. Well, it sounds like you're still coaching, but just now you're coaching yourself. <laughs> That's one hundred percent correct. Yes. <laughs> so, musically wise, once you started off, and you were just kind of dabbling a bit in college and in between seasons, who were some of the artists you aspired to be or, or motivated by? Um, man, that's, that's such a loaded question. When I first started playing music, I mean, I grew up really, um, listening to nineties country, um, was probably my biggest influence still is. Um, but you know, when I was in the college and high school era, it was a lot of nineties alt rock stuff. Of course. Um, of course. Got into that. It was huge. Um, so when I first started playing music and my first band was, uh, actually a cover band and it was a lot of season musicians they were great still probably some of the best guys i've ever played with so you're talking about we would literally cover everything from the doobie brothers to george Strait to god knows what you know so i started having all these all this influx of these different genres and i was like you know i want to go start a rock band i want to play southern rock um, i want to play classic rock i want to play 90s alt rock oh let's play a little country too so i finally had to pick one um, and then I guess I kind of went back to my roots and, you know, what kind of what I grew up on and it was the nineties country ish type stuff. Give me some of the nineties alt rock bands that you were listening to or some of the songs oh, that man, stand I out went, when you, cause, cause I feel it's having a resurgence. I'm hearing it more and more often. So I, I, I want to talk more about it cause I feel like more people are getting into it again. I think, uh, the wallflowers were the it, best Jacob band Dillon. that never was. Okay. Um, they're still one of my favorite bands. Um, I was big into Incubus for a little while. Okay. Um, Bush, you know all of the all of those bands, man. I know all of that stuff still to this day. So, I would probably say the Wallflowers, though. I just I love their sound. I love the production of all their albums, um, and, and it's good stuff. I wish you know I wish they would have held on longer, but you know I got one headlight playing in my head now. I got yeah, to listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you've performed at a wide variety of events and venues. Mentally, how do you put yourself in the right mindset for a performance? Um, you know, it's changed quite a bit over the years. Uh, used to, there was a lot of nerves. Um, 
And I think that's where the lack of confidence came in. You would get nervous about, you just want yourself to perform well and you want uh, the band to perform well. And, you know, kind of going back to the coaching thing, um, as you go on in music, you start to treat it like a job, um, you know, and you, you will have your band ready. You will have your, your team ready. And then it, there's a lot more confidence when you walk out on stage. Um, so the nervousness, it's still there from time to time, but it's more of excitement. Like we've worked hard at this. We're ready to get out, you know, and show everybody what we can do. But as far as like getting ready before a show, it, it's a lot different now that I'm, I'm getting a little bit older. Um, I take it more serious. Like when I first started doing it, you know, it was like no vocal warm up backstage. We were just hanging out, having a good time. And now it's, it's as we have progressed um, and things get more serious, we've got more serious as well. Like I, I used to have so much stuff going on like an hour, two hours before show. And now I'll try my best to shut everything off about an hour and a half, spend some time by myself um, and go from there. Try to just clear my mind and calm down, you know? Yeah. And being that you started music later in life, there's probably a lot of times where you don't know the answer, where you actually are having to coach yourself through things. So when you don't know what to do, when there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt, how do you figure things out? Where do you turn to? Um, I've been very fortunate enough to where um, I've become friends with just a few. I mean, literally on one hand, people in the industry that I can trust. Um, and it seems like they all have different backgrounds within the industry. So if I have a, a business question or an artist question um, or a management question, I can go to each of one of those um, people and they have really, which is extremely hard to find within the industry, somebody that you can really trust. Um, but yeah, I, luckily I have, you know, specific people that I will go to when, when I have questions and there's usually a lot of questions all the time. Cause you know, it's, it's, you're basically, in business for yourself these days with music. I mean, there's so much to keep up with. It's changed so much in the past 10, 15 years. But so there's always questions. Yeah. Well, I know that you've performed at a wide variety of halls and stages. As you look back on your career thus far, which are the performances that make you the most proud? Um, I had a show, uh, I guess, three or four years ago. I played a show with Charlie Daniels um, mm. here in Georgia. And um, you know, he had just been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and we try to, you know, as an artist, especially if you're open for somebody, you try to act as professional as possible, give them their <laughs> space, whatever. You don't want to go up and fanboy in yeah, front yeah. of your whatever. But, I, you know, we were selling merch after the show. I was with my team, and I said, you know what? And we had opened for quite a few people at that time, and I said, but tonight was Charlie Daniels. You know, that was just, that's just pretty cool. I'm going to go back there and see if I can meet him real quick. So I go backstage and there's a, a side hall going out to the main stage. And uh, as you know, if you've been to a concert, the band starts playing and then the artist will come on. It's playing yeah. the artist on. Well, the band had already started playing. He's walking down the side hall. And I said, Mr. Daniels, um, he turned around. And I said, do you care if I grab a quick picture? He said, ah, oh, you know, if you hurry up like that and I was like oh god I just messed <laughs> up the band's playing so I'm trying to be as quick as possible so I get my one of the guys in the band to take a picture and I said um I just opened for you well he, he just completely changed ah. then. so it went on that like this 10 minute conversation he gave me the most and he had been listening to my set and I didn't know that he was backstage and uh 
some of the most encouraging words um, and advice that I've ever gotten from anybody. Just the nicest guy I've ever met in the industry. All this time, the band is playing on stage. So like, everybody in the crowd probably, <laughs> yeah, where is he at? Which I just thought, you know, looking back now, I just thought that that was cool. That they, were, they were, the band was probably wondering where he was. But that moment there um, probably sticks out to me, you know, more than anything else. So. Well, it actually makes me think back to sports too, right? There's an old quote, I think it's attributed to Joe DiMaggio, is you play hard at all times because you never know who's watching you for the first time. And for you as a musician, you never know who's listening to you for the first time. In that case, right. Harley Daniels. Right, absolutely. Ah, that is 100% true in music. One of my favorite tracks of yours is It Don't Matter. So I'm curious where the creation of that track came from. And when you're writing songs, you set aside time, like right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be creative, I'm going to you know, write this song, or you let it hit you. Um, I definitely let it hit me. Um, I'll, you know, always make notes in my, in my phone or I'm old school. I'll write stuff down too. Um, I've tried sitting down and saying, you know, trying to be creative and that just does not work with me at all. Um, so I have to let something hit me. And it's usually for some reason while I'm riding down the road or, you know, I'm trying to clear my mind or just thinking about something, something will pop up an object or, um, a slogan on a billboard or something, you know, I hear somebody say, um, it's usually how it comes. I'll jot it down and then I'll make a creative time. Um, but during that creative time, nothing's magically popping up. It's ideas that I had already written down. So that makes yeah. sense. So then I'll sit down to write the song after that. When you're writing about emotions and thoughts and feelings, is it are they always your thoughts, or do you ever make yourself maybe a different character and think about, well, this is what character X would feel or think? Um, a little bit of both. My latest single, uh, "Window Pane," we released uh, in September. Um, is totally made up. Uh, I was going to Nashville to write with a good friend of mine, and I had always loved songs about one object and. As a writer, they're harder to write. You know, you're building an entire story uh, about one thing. And uh, we were, I was chatting with my co-writer on the way to Nashville, and I wanted to write a song about a window pane. I just had this vision of this guy um, finding out his mother's passed away. He hasn't been back home in 20, 30 years. He goes back to the old home place. Um, he has a haunted past. And I said, I'm just picturing this guy standing there in the rain, looking through cracked glass at all the bad things that happen in that house. They're just passing by. Yeah. Um, so we'll call it. And it's like a kind of a melancholy thing. It's he's looking through the window pane, but it feels the pain through the window too. Was yeah, yeah. my whole idea. So yeah, we made that one up, and and then some of them are about me, and then you know. It Don't Matter was a song that I actually didn't write. There's two songs on um, that I released in the past year and a year and a half that I didn't write. That was one of them. Um, that actually started out as a bluegrass tune when it was sent to me. So we turned it into kind of a honky-tonk, rowdy, fun, sing-along yeah. song. Yeah, it's definitely a fun track. When you mentioned about singing about an object, I don't know if you know this song. It reminds me of the old Pearl Jam song, Wishless, where he's comparing, oh, yeah. comparing things he wanted to be in life. That's always stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. How'd you uh, handle the emotional ups and downs of the last two years? Man, I had this question asked um, the other Damn day. It. I don't want anybody else asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, want to know. I, I thought I was doing okay. Um, I was enjoying life, but when it came to, to music, I 
you know, I've, I lost a lot, you know, I, I got in a funk, um, cause there was so, such a long time there where we couldn't play shows. Um, and as a writer and an artist, you're, when you, you know, you sit down to write or you go to co-write and first of all, we could, nobody could co-write. We were trying to co-write over zoom, which was just weird. Yeah. You need to be in a room with somebody. Um, but you're sitting down and you're doing this and then eventually after the month drag on and on and on and a year drags on, you're like, what, what's the justification and what I'm doing? Why am I sitting down trying to do all this when I can't even give it out to anybody? Um, so it, it put me in a, in a writing funk for sure. Um, and performing too, you know, I, I love to perform. I love being on stage and you know, when that was taken away, you're just like, it's pretty depressing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got back into shows. Um, like just this summer, I had three or four big shows get canceled. We had them on the book, and then we got pulled back again. So you're like, here we go again. So, yeah, yeah it was tough. Yeah. So taken from that, what, what do you feel is the biggest life lesson you picked up? Um, for me personally, uh, as a songwriter, um, I think you have to really go back to – the reason why I started writing songs, um, I never started writing songs to have them recorded, I guess. Um, I think any true songwriter um, is blessed with a gift to where there's words inside of them and emotions that they have to get out. Um, that's how it is with me. And um, it's like once I get that out, you know, I don't want to revisit that song anymore. Those I've moved on. Um I've gotten therapy from that. So it's time to move on to the next thing. And uh, I had to get back to a point where, you know, yes, I, you know, I write, record, and then perform to an audience. But that's not really why I write in the first place. So I need to get back to, to writing um, for the reason that I write. So yeah. I had to learn that. And I'm kind of getting back to that point now. I love that. So what's next? What do you got coming up the latter part of this year? Or now we can finally, what do you got for 2022? Shows, events? Yeah, I mean, we got shows here and there. Um, like I said, they're, we'll get them booked and then some gets canceled. But uh, I've been doing a lot of songwriter stuff lately. Um, I did that about two years ago. Um, I went on a whole, uh, like six months of just songwriter shows, acoustic shows, and loved it. Probably one of the my most fun run of shows that I've ever had. Uh, it gives you the chance to sit down and tell the stories behind the songs and um, stuff like that that people, you know, they don't ever get to hear. And I've been doing some of those again. Um, I'm in the process where I'm starting now to write uh, new songs for a new record. Um, probably heading into more of a like a upbeat honky tonk type vibe. I've always wanted to cut a record like that. So, yeah, that's where I'm going, you know, and um, hopefully more shows will be rolling in here soon. Love it. Very cool. Well, we're chatting in October 2021, and I got to ask, man, how's it like living as an Atlanta Braves fan at the moment? What What's the season been like for you? Man, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I, I, I really don't. But uh, Georgia sports in general is the most frustrating. I, I always say that Atlanta and Georgia have the best fans in the world because they have endless hope. <laughs> I mean, the amount of heartache that we've been through, through Georgia football, Atlanta Falcons football, the Hawks last year, the Braves, um, you know, you want to, I mean, we were hopeful last year. We were up three to one and then look what happened. And here we are up three to one tonight. So yeah. 
um, you don't want to think like a here we go again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an exciting year, especially, you know, with some of the acquisitions they made halfway through the year and guys that are performing right now the way that they are and they're not supposed to. I love stuff like that. I love the underdog. So we'll see, man. It's exciting. You know, Georgia's undefeated this year. I'm a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan, um, football fan. And uh, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to jinx it. This could be the year we win the World Series and the National Championship. So. Hey, yeah, well, I've you, only been, we've only been waiting our whole lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the emotions you've experienced as a Georgia sports fan, that, that's a, a few songs or two, I think, in that. Uh, oh, absolutely. I got one question here. This, is, this has been so important for my 2021, but I'm new to the, uh, to the long hair life. What advice can you give me for the long hair life? Man, I, same thing. I just tuck it in. Mine's probably <laughs> yeah, it's always in the hat. now than it's been yeah. in a in a couple months. But yeah, you know, I just went straight hippie like two years ago and never looked back. Quarantine hair, quarantine. Yeah, hair. it was quarantine hair, absolutely. But yeah. yeah, a lot of hats usually every day because it's a lot to deal with. That's that's what I'm so surprised about is the amount of work behind it. I thought this would be easier, but no, it's it's tremendously yeah. more work. So a lot of yeah. hats, a lot of hats. Gosh, this has been so much fun. I got to say, I'll be pulling for you tonight. I'm not normally a Braves fan, but I'll be pulling for you tonight. <laughs> you know what? I'll be pulling for Georgia and SEC this year. Oh, yeah. As I look forward to that, I'm excited to watch your career continue. How can people stay up to date and follow your life? Uh, they can go follow me on any social media. I've got uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok even now. Um, I have a website, thomasfountain.com. Um, go stream all my music, Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon. You know, all that stuff out there. It's, it's out there. This was awesome. I'm glad we made it work. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Best of luck. I hope we chat again. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. All right, Talk thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Thomas. Do me a favor and follow him on social media. And to keep up to date with this show, you can visit thomasfountain.com. To hear some of the artists and performers that have been guests of the show, check out the Any Given Runaway Guest Spotify playlist. My new book? Curiosity is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. I was 10 years old when daddy left home Never said goodbye before he was gone It shatters my heart to this day Like broken glass in that window pane Well you lived a lie and I'm living proof well, I never told, but I knew the truth And my tears still fall like the pouring rain Looking through that old window pane Those four walls surround my soul With memories
can't let go Yeah, I tried to run But there's no escape What lies behind that window She came around Too young to know what it was about I guess she needed some help while the man was gone Daddy built our house but you took our home Those four walls surround my soul Tried to run, but there's no escape. What lies beyond that window? I'm here today to lay you down, swallowed up by that. Ground. I try to mask what's on my face, but there's a memory I can't erase. I was ten years old when daddy left home Never said goodbye before he was gone Well you made a trip but I took the fall Cause daddy wasn't my daddy 